Hey guys, happy belated Father's Day from Spence to Chef. Um, in this particular episode, um, we talk about movies and comic books, and there is some spoilers. So if you hear like a show or a movie or a comic book that you haven't read, watched, or anything like that, um, please feel free to skip ahead a little bit so we don't spoil it for you. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Hello there, and welcome to Babylon. Oh, is it me? Yes, it's you. Oh, I thought we were, okay. What the boys? I'm Carl Gervais, and if you couldn't tell by Spencer's delay, there's a third person here. So he was like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing the with the boys. But today, well, we have... actually, it was it was a combination of that and my my black tar heroin addiction. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> I went from zero to a hundred. Yes. Um. Today we have Jimmy, Jimmy, that's Jimmy, me, Alex, AJ McCullough, the man, the myth, the legend, I the host of the Sarah podcast, uh, paleontology enthusiast, um comic book enthusiast yes but also the man that has a dream of being a great dad so today that is on, true on the heels of i don't know why i'm talking about like sean from from hot ones but on the heels of um, <laughs> you always diverge into this i swear oh yeah on the heels of um what was it father's day that's the thing on the heels of father's day we're gonna talk about like the best father's in father-child relationships immediate so here we go that's where that's the plan for today. that's that's what we're doing today um also we are recording this i i like the term like, you know, fresh off the heels oh is that what you said yeah fresh off the yeah off, you know, off the heels of uh we're recording this back to back to the jurassic park episode um so we we technically are doing a two-in-one today we're working hard. Well, technically, we are doing a two-in-one. <laughs> we are doing a two-in-one. We are doing a two-in-one. All right. So, well, that's our intro. And we can get into babbling. Or did... Oh, Jimmy, did you want to say a little two cents in here? I'm Jimmy McCullough, and uh, I once threw a sled at a guy's balls in self-defense. Oh, yeah. What? Here you go. Throw that sled, Jimmy. Protect oh, yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Bye bye balls. Bye bye family jewels. Um, yeah, he ain't gonna be a father. That's for sure. Yeah, he's not good. There we go. All right, let's go into some into some chat about some fathers. I feel like I feel like I could just spew my favorite right now. Just get the conversation started. My this I when I thought of this when I thought of father son I was like thinking I was like trying to figure out father son father child and there was one that was like this is the best and no one can argue me otherwise in mm-hmm. movies and popular media it's Henry Jones Jr. and Henry Jones Sr. from Temple uh from the Last Crusade from India I li- I knew you were oh, I haven't seen the Last Crusade in forever man me neither I last saw that when I was a kid Junior yeah. yes sir Oh, that's so good. Sean Connery. How would you how how'd you know she was a Nazi? She talks in her sleep. 
when they. Hey, I knew you were going to say this, by the way. Oh yeah, you that's knew. a good pick. I, that didn't even occur to me. That is me neither. That is my favorite father-son relation, and the whole like the the wholesomeness of them starting out is like him just like calling him sir and being like trying to get this guy's affection, and then like trying to by trying to get the holy grail, and then at the end the holy grail is just in his grasp, but he could die to get it, and then like he his father's like you know Indiana, and he never he never calls him Indiana. He's like Indiana, it's okay. It's okay. Take yeah. it back. And they ride off into the sunset. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. I'm only vaguely remembering all of this. Same. No, I have like images in my head of what happens, but I don't actually know if that's like how it looks in the movie. Like, I don't know if my mind is like just kind of rolling with it. I remember the bit with the biplanes. I definitely remember that. The biplanes yeah. is a great bit when he's like, son, we've been hit. And it's just like him accidentally <laughs> hitting them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that was good. That that's at the top for me. That kind of banter that they have. Oh, it's so good. I, I kind of I kind of saw that one coming. Well, yeah. Like yeah, I was like, ah, he's probably gonna quit that. But I didn't think about it until like literally just as we started this. I was like, I bet you this is gonna be one of the things that he talks about. Um, um Jimmy. What is yours? I know you don't have film ones. Yeah. So what are these? What are these ones that you're pulling out of nowhere for us? Okay. Well, I'm not nearly as well versed in film as either of you. Oh. Uh, and like, are are we coming out swinging with our top pick, or are we gonna build up to it? Well, I say do it. Do it. You can do whatever. You can do uh, whatever. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go from. Uh, I'm gonna go in an ascending order and start with my. Uh, obscure uh, third place pick of uh, Death and Babylon from East of West, which is something nobody's going to understand. What? I think what I've, language I, is this? Nice? East of West is a it's a it's an indie comic I read last year. I went on a big indie comic uh, kick when the pandemic started. Yeah, and and it is an extremely hard book to explain to someone because it's. I, I hope there's an elevator for pitch for it somewhere, but I, yeah, it's I, like I, this post-apocalyptic, post, uh, well, post-apocalyptic, like dystopic, alternate history, alternate future America, which is made up of like seven, seven, I think, I think it's seven different states, and the the main, the protagonist of the book is the Horseman of Death. Oh yeah, oh. and. Uh, it's the thing that I really like about it is that uh, so his son who um, his mother the son's mother is the great great granddaughter of Mao Zedong as they would be yeah naturally who, who's and, Mao uh, Zedong Mao Zedong the dictator of China of communist China oh right <laughs> Mao Zedong there we go how there dare you go. forget his name which in this alternate history, Mao Zedong and his followers came to the west coast of America and and created their own country. Wow. And uh, his son, Babylon, is prophesied to be the beast of the apocalypse. And uh, the initial uh, run of the book is that uh, death has been resurrected from, like, dying of fighting the other horsemen after double-crossing them. Because it's kind of a western as well. And... Uh, so he's on a, like a one-way trip to like find his son, uh, who is prophesied to be the beast of the apocalypse. And they finally uh, 
I guess it's it's kind of a reunite because uh, he's he was there for his birth. But it, they reunite like halfway through the book, and they have an incredibly wholesome relationship, considering that the father is the horseman of death and his son <laughs> is prophesied to be the beast of the apocalypse. Jeez, this sounds awesome. It is it is uh, definitely a book that you read uh, not in single issues. You re- you read it in bulk. It's very cerebral. But uh, it is an extremely good book, and it has an incredibly wholesome father-son relationship. I'm going to have to read that. I remember you telling me about this before, and I, I really want to read that. But Do you know who wrote it? Uh, uh, it was written by Jonathan Hickman, who is well-known as like a very big-brain comic book writer. Got you. And the art was uh, Nick Dragota, I think. Okay, okay. I'm like 99% sure that's it, but uh, <laughs> what else has the writer done? Uh, he had a very long run on the Avengers, he's currently doing like the X Men books. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so he's doing like the Power of X stuff, yeah. Oh, he okay. also had a book that I've been meaning to read called Manhattan Projects, which uh, the pitch is like crazy cerebral alternate history, alternate future med scientist stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, got you. That's pretty cool. Um, that's an awesome pick. What? What's your What's your intro, Dad Spencer? Intro, Dad. Um, I want to start with the scene from a movie. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying like I get because I feel like as we go on, we'll talk more about like kind of the overall. But I'm going to talk about a specific scene. Um, that literally makes me cry every time I see it. Uh, and it's the it's the scene from Into the Spider Verse with like Dad shows up at the door and like Miles is like oh. tied up. Dude, that scene, dude, what the heck? that has no business being as like amazing as that is. And he's just like, I see this like spark, and he can't answer because like he's all like, you so know, tied up, tied up. And then like the dad like thinks he's just like avoiding him because like you can see his like shadow and it's shot where it's like you can see both sides of the door and I'm like I was like I literally was in the theater just like sobbing and like my friends were like what's what's the matter with you this is uh, like leave me alone this is cinema this is really <clears> cinema right now. it's not shot <clears throat> what was that you're just man enough to cry exactly the real no, balls that's what it is it was you know and I was just like falling and then it's immediately followed by the best montage in the history of montages but yeah no that scene was so like wholesome bro that was so nice right there i need got it for you yeah no that scene. i'm just giving like a shout out to that scene just in general um and the thing about like especially with like the character of like miles morales in the comic books like there's always it's, it's always kind of like wishy-washy. Like the dad usually hates Spider-Man in the comics yeah. and his mom is killed, right? Yeah, his mom gets killed by Venom and then the book goes downhill. Yeah, no, she gets killed by Venom. He stops being Spider-Man for a bit. Um, and it's like a whole thing. But I like the fact that in the movie, like and, and in the game too, they did that shit where like the dad dies instead. Like, yeah. everyone needs, like, an Uncle Ben thing. <laughs> I like that, like... He's a father figure in a superhero book. Like, what do you think's gonna happen to him? He's gonna exactly. die. Exactly. But I was like, oh, God. Like, yeah, they killed Uncle Aaron. But, like, I'm so glad they kept him in there. Because that scene was, like, so good. Um, I'm starting with that. We'll get, we'll get into, like, you know, 
narrative story reasons later. But I'm just starting. I'm just giving a shot to that scene because that was like amazing. I I like how you describe it. Like it was shot like you could see. I was like Spencer. It's not. It's not. It's an animated film. It's not really shot. It's more like drawn. It's composited. composited. It's composited. Matter. It made me feel something more than like a majority of movies that I see in a year do. You know what I mean? Like that scene in itself, probably better than like 80% of the films that have come out this year. It's the the best superhero film ever. Like, you can't change my mind. It is. Like, and I. Oh, yeah, dope. Smooth transition into another pick that I had that's also a superhero film. It's Logan. Ah. With oh, Logan, I still haven't seen Logan. With Logan and Laura on X23. That's what I was going to do next. Laura doesn't even speak for the majority of the film, but their connection is so, like, right off the bat, and, like, they fight, and he, like, doesn't want her, and he's, like, trying to get rid of her, but, like, they are, they are connected in ways that, like, most... Because I feel like Wolverine... Is such like a loner character like he's such like i have to do this on my own he's a man he's an immortal guy he will not immortal but he ages slower than most people so he's like kind of he has outgrown most of the other people that he's loved he's outlived them and now he's just kind of sat in his own like sadness but laura who's gone through the hard experimentation that he's gone through and is kind of it technically his offspring it's like yeah it's very mo- and when at the end when she like uh, switches that switches that cross to an x i'm like dude that's a, that's a you're spoiling he hasn't seen the movie well, I'm sure he knows what happened. Well, I know he dies. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know like stories oh, of like Logan is. and Laura from like the comics and like from some of the shows. Yeah, no, you mm-hmm. there know. you go. It's like I've seen the Wolverine. I remember. I remember the prophecy that they that they that uh, the Japanese chick tells him that. Oh yeah. Gets oh. Differently. That was a yeah. little bit. That was a little bit of a. That was not as good as Logan. Logan's like. Logan's one of my favorite superhero movies, like Spider Verse. You see the thing? Oh, I love, I love that that whole like cross scene, bro. Again, sobbed, sobbed. Um, yeah, we might spoil the some thing, movies in here, so get prepared. Oh yeah, no, I'll put it. I'll add a little spoiler thing. Um, but no, like for me, the thing that that hit, like this is kind of it, this whole movie kind of had the idea of. of when Children of Men came out, which is kind of about, you know, the, the preservation of it. It's kind of the same thing. And it's about, he's trying to preserve his kid's innocence, essentially, mm-hmm. um, with his, like, final act of sacrifice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's doing all this, so, like, she has a chance at a uh, normal life. Yeah, of some a chance of, like, having friends and having, not being the, like, loner killer that he kind of needs. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um. Great. Also, what like that little kid act i don't i usually don't like kid actors Multiple um, times. yeah no no like somehow they made an entire series like stranger things with child actors and it worked but that's i think that's the only time i've seen it <laughs> like, I'm like what well, um 
But this actress, I don't know if she's going to do anything else ever, but she was like really phenomenal in it. She would do a fantastic job. I'll, I'll give her a look, see, see what, um, see what her name is. But yeah, she did fantastic. And this is a definitely film. Jimmy, I definitely recommend this film. This oh, that, probably, that's definitely on my list. This like, is probably my top five superhero films. Have we done a top I'm, five superhero films? Or just MCU? I no, we've just, definitely done MCU. We've done MCU, but we did uh, like our favorite superhero movie. So we, oh, they right. know what our number ones are. They know what our number ones are. I feel like everybody on Earth knows what your number one is. Yeah, I usually scream it from the mouth. You little minx. Yeah, yeah, a little pesky. little pesky. Yeah, no, number one for sure. It's um, my number two, right? Yeah. 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 It breaks my heart that you haven't seen it slightly. I, I, I will someday. Today is not that <laughs> no! day, though. You said someday. It's like, that's even worse. Like, you said later. I have was a lot of movies to watch, okay? What's on the list? What's on the list? It's a very long list. Uh, I haven't written on my phone, but it's up. My phone's upstairs. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's a I long can, list. I can point. add. I can. I can do some for you. Pulp Fiction. That's already written down on there, and I. I will watch that at some point this week. Okay. Uh, okay. Some point this week. Oh, okay. Wow. That's okay, good. we're we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there slowly. What else? Sam Raimi. Uh. What's another big one? What's another big one? I'm trying to think. Um, what's another big one for us, Benny? As like people, what that like you have to see? Yeah, like you have to see. Have, you've seen Star Wars, right? You've seen all the Star obviously. Wars, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I, I, I own it all on DVD. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Oh, what? You know oh. this though. We talked about this before. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I, I was like my. My parents had no interest as a kid, so therefore I had no interest. Fair enough. Wow. So I just never watched it. And now I'm like, it's like way too late in the game. Because I, I know if I watch it, I'm going to start talking about it, and people are going to be like, who cares, bro? And then no, I'm just going to start. I'll talk, I'll talk about it. Maybe watch it like right before the Amazon show comes out. There's an Amazon show coming? Yeah, they're making like an Amazon show about the Lord of the Rings for some reason, which what, I, I, I what don't know it? why you would do that, but okay. Is it gonna be like just the hobbits chilling? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be I like a drama no about hobbits in the in the Shire? It's gonna be called like Harry Feet or something. It's like The Sopranos, but it's hobbits. <laughs> Woke up this morning. Yeah. No, um. <laughs> oh, you see, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, Jimmy, what's a what's a no father? Okay, well, my second pick is also very... Di- my, my list is very disjointed, but my second pick is also kind of out of pocket, but m- something more people would probably know is uh, Stan and Haley Smith from American Dad. boy. Oh, there we go. What? I, I don't know why I've always just... Fa- I find them to be the, the best duo in that show. Oh. I, I like that, like, even though they disagree politically, like, Haley is very much her father's daughter, and, like... Yeah. And all like for all intents and purposes, like the way she's like so hardcore about everything she gets into and like so overly competitive. Yeah, I I always like the episodes that are about the two of them the most. That I don't know why that that that's the one that sticks with me. I, I just I don't know. I like it a lot. That's a very cool pick. Like I've watched yeah. probably a combination of like 
10 episodes of American Ad, like, all together. But, like, I've watched way more episodes of Family Guy. But, yeah, American Dad is... That's that's a good pick. That's a good pull. Have you watched a lot of American Dad, Spencer? You watched I've seen, See, I've seen, like, some of it. And the problem is I watched it inconsistently when I was, like, a kid, and it was on Teletoon at night. So nice. it's, like, not... So it's like not like something I've seen all the way through. You know what I mean? I've just seen like obscure episodes. <laughs> like I haven't seen it as like a, a continuous thing. I mean, it's, um, it's a sitcom. You don't need to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you can in, jump in, order, in right? you know? You can jump in. Um, But no, like I remember that was one of the ones that for some reason my mom didn't get mad when I watched when I was a kid. Like, I don't know what it was about it. Like if she saw me watching Robot Chicken, she's like, what is this? And like turned off. But something about American Dad, she never turned off. So I like it's the one I got away with. So I've probably seen like in a, in total, probably like at least I would say like a quarter and a half of the show. Like uh, somewhere between a quarter and a half of the show. It's um it's cool how you explain it because it seemed like a very very mature thing how you explain no, well, it like, I, I always take a lot more out of things than yeah. is probably there but, but it's like but it's like these two people who have like different political views still being like still being family because i feel like that's in all kind of families you do have kind of different differences in a lot of the times political views so it's I like mean, that kind of i think that's dynamic. that's what's this this is probably again me taking more than there is but like i just like the dynamic of like these two characters who are like their their whole dynamic is that they're just like diametrically opposed politically because she's like an old school like liberal hippie and he's like a hard-ass conservative who works yeah. for the cia but like they're also like so much like each other and like their attitude and their way about go and going about things yeah no it's it's i, I would say it's definitely it's, it's one of those things where you look into it and you can kind of like, if you just take it for like face value, it's not really something that you notice. It's just kind of like something. And I, and I think you're right. Anytime it's like an episode that's just focused like on them or, and it's just like the other plot, just like a B plot or something like that. Like it really starts to like shine. It, it either becomes like the most touching episode or like the funniest one. Yeah. It's always, it's always one or the other. Do you, what's your next, your next papa, your What's your next papa, Spenny? Uh, my next papa? Your next papa. Uh, yeah, no, mine's also from a TV show. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's Uncle Phil from Freshman Smeller. It's, yeah, it's Uncle Phil. It's Uncle yeah. Phil. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty true. That's pretty true. He's a good, he's a good dad. He's like, and he's he's like I okay. You could talk about him and his relationship to his like children and Carlton and stuff. I think the thing that makes that show tick is really like Will Carlton and Phil. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'll focus specifically on like Will Will and Phil. Will, uh, and, Phil. Will and Phil definitely yeah. A yeah, son bond right there. Yeah, father son bond right there. Like. It's actually the fact that while it's the sitcom and a lot of it, you can kind of just like with any sitcom, you can jump into and there's not a lot of like, you know, solid through storylines. Like there's like, you know, Aunt Viv gets pregnant or it's, something, but it's all explained in the, in the, in the song. In the intro. Yeah. So you can kind of just jump in. Um, but if you look at like their relationship in the first episode, um, like it's kind of, you know, 
Uncle Phil's kind of like the antagonist. He's like Thor's Will's idea of fun. Um, and then the episode ends with like him playing like piano and like Uncle Phil seeing like, ah, maybe there's something more to this kid. And by like the last episode, we, okay, spoilers for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I guess. You know, the show that came out 15 years ago? Yeah. The sitcom. Um, wait, have you, have you seen this? Jimmy? I only know it through like the theme song and like out of context clips and memes. I've never seen it. Okay. Do you care if I spoil it? A it's 15, a sitcom. A 25 year old sitcom? It's a sitcom. Yeah, okay, okay. The last episode, um, everyone is essentially, like, moving out. The show's six seasons long. Um, and, like, Will shows up at this house when he's, you know, like a teenager. And by the end of it, he's in, like, university and stuff. Um, and the show's six seasons long. And the last episode, everyone's, like, moving out. Carlton's going to Princeton. Um, I think, like, Ashley and Hillary are, like, going to New York or something. And because everyone's leaving, like, Uncle Phil and his wife, and they're, like, younger son is they're moving like away because they don't need the big house because everyone's gone um and will is supposed to move out too but he lied and said that he had a place because he didn't want to like seem like the only one there that didn't have like some sort of life going on um and he's like you know scrambling to get a place now and he can't so at the end he has to like confess uncle phil that he like lied and he's like why did you lie about these things like oh you know like i didn't want you to think that you know, you failed raising me. Like, I didn't want you to think that I'm still the same like kid I was when I came out here. And then they just have this like really sweet, like father son moment where he's like, no, like, you, you know, you're my son. Will. He's like, I want you, to, I want you to like call me on the weekend. It's like, you call your other kids and they like hug. And I was like, damn, this is wholesome right here. Like, dude, I'm crying. You're crying. We're all crying. Everyone's crying right now. My sister's crying and she's not even watching the show. You know, like, I was like, this is, Wow. Oh man, like that, that, that father son, that's probably, especially in like black, like media, you know, to see like a black father figure that's not, <laughs> it's not an asshole. Yeah. It's like, or like, just not there. Yeah, like he's there. Like it was like so, it, especially growing up, it was like so nice to see. Um. So yeah, my, my number two is definitely Uncle Phil. I didn't have this on my list, I didn't have this written down. I'm not even sure if I'm going to say it right. But you talking about you don't really see very many positive um, father figures in Black media made me yeah. think of Boys in the Hood. I thought you were going to say uh, <laughs> the Cosby show. Oh, uh, I don't know. No. That, up. that show has aged like milk. Um, oh, it um, aged like a cheese sandwich that you left on the windowsill. Exactly. You know, it was the cheese touch in Diary of Kid. Like, it's that, <laughs> it's that piece of cheese. Um, but yes, but curious style um, for Boys in the Hood. Yeah, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's father and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. That kind of like relationship of like this um, father who's like not doing like that well for himself. Like, he's still like he's still living in the hood, but he's trying to educate people he's trying to educate people on how to on how to preserve themselves and how to not get stuck in the like stuck in the gang warfare and the turmoil of the hood yeah this the state of philistagna that becomes you know that lifestyle and the the funny thing about his character you listen to what he's saying he could move out but he wants to stay in the hood because if you keep everything black owned then you're one step 
um, closer to getting out. So it's like, it's, it's, that character is something that I actually didn't think about, but yeah. definitely, definitely like an honorable mention for Furious. Definitely style. an honorable man. Like he, um, like when Cuba Gooding Jr., when, um, when what happens happens and he comes into the house and he like has a gun and like yeah. that whole conversation is like nothing else that's like such a and Lawrence Fishburne yeah. he looks like he could be the same age as Cooper Gordon Jr. oh yeah no they look like the exact same they, they look like brothers is. they look yeah. like and it's his fun it's it's quite funny because he's like 20 years yeah. old him, but he's still like oh they're supposed to like he's supposed to be like 40 or something but like they both look like 20 it's very funny yeah. Um, yeah, this is when Lawrence Fisherman, yeah, man, he was a dish back in the day. He was a dish. He was a dish. Um, no, or oh, you know what else is good? The the scene about gentrification. Yes. Or uh, yeah, that was good when he like just starts talking like a whole block of people. Damn, that I forgot about that. You know what? True, honorable mention, boys in the hood. True, true. Um, All right, Jimmy. Do you, do you have another another good one to throw at us? I think I'm going to do the watch mojo technique and just do a rapid fire honorable mentions before I get to the the, the, the top spot. But yeah, uh, Invincible it. and Omni-Man from the comics because their relationship is uh, not to spoil anything for when they get to in the show. It's very... They, they, there's quite, Omni-Man goes on quite the character arc. Hmm. I, okay okay see i i'm trying to stay away from the comics and, should i read the comics before i watch the next season of the show that's a good question the thing is the comics i think the the last third i've told karsten about this i'm very unsatisfied with the last third i did that's not what like everyone it says yeah and it filled me with rage there's a specific issue and if you if you know that what that issue is you know what it's the it's the the last good one and the you know which one that starts the downward trend Mm. but uh like like the thing is like people talk about omni-man is like now because of the show of like this like really great villain and because i've read the comics i don't think of him that way because which is just a testament how good his character arc is i think right uh rapid fire which that wasn't rapid fire that was quite slow uh the man and the boy from the road Oh, oh God. yes! I've I haven't seen the movie, but I have read the book because my uh, my dad owns a copy, so I read the book. That's that's a good one. Oh, uh, I have only seen the movie. <laughs> I've read the book. I have read the book. Uh, uh, Walt and Jesse from Breaking Bad, not because they have a wholesome relationship, but because it's just so insanely toxic. And it's just so much fun to watch. It's like a, the the surrogate father son relationship is incredibly manipulative and toxic but also very fun to watch and you two True. clowns haven't seen their whole of breaking bad ah he remembers he remembers i listened to that binge episode i know you haven't seen the entirety of breaking bad we're sick we're sick man i'll watch it i will i you know i'll watch it when you watch spider-man too how about that okay yeah yeah i can do that yeah. all right deal i feel like that's a quite that's quite the two hours of a movie and, and like Six seasons of a show. I feel like that's dude. I, you don't know. Seasons. You don't know me if you think I wouldn't sh- trade five seasons to just share the joy of Spider Man Two with someone. Oh, wow. I would. I would shave five years off my life to show someone that movie. There you go. Um, fire off your honorable mentions, and then we'll 
get into your final one. We'll leave it as a cliffhanger. Oh, uh, I do have one last honorable mention is uh, uh, Clark Kent in the comics. He is a father now, and he ah, is the best uh-huh. father. So, yeah, so, 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 so. All right, go him. All right, we'll get into your number one in the next segment. Jimmy, what is your number one? Okay, my number one is definitely something more people will have heard of, but it's probably not the one they're thinking of. And like, I'm sure, yeah, you could cue in that uh, from my love of Invincible that uh, I love Robert Kirkman. His books are so good. And oh, yeah. that my number one pick is Rick and Carl Grimes from the comics of The Walking ah, Dead. Okay, the comics. Yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot about this. Yeah. That, like their relationship is like the whole emotional backbone of the entire a hundred reissues mm-hmm. that make up the book. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure anyone who's read the books has told you this. The books are better than the show. Oh, completely. The books are way better than the show, man. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And like, it's just like a part of it is it the show's fault because the, the, like the actor got hit by like a truck of puberty. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. but like, like part of what, what makes like Carl is one of the best characters in the book. And like the, his dynamic with Rick is just so interesting of like, how they're both kind of like cold-blooded killers, but like Rick also like really doesn't want Carl to turn out like him, yeah. and like like what this world does to like good men and also like a child. Yeah, like the image of just like this little boy with like a machine gun that's as big as he is, like just murking dudes, is just so good. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, and like the the relationship is also extremely wholesome because like. I don't know. It's just so good. It's so good. I love that book. Mm-hmm. And unlike Invincible, the ending is perfect. The ending True. is so perfect. True. The whole series? Yeah, no, I've read the whole series. And okay, you know what? Because I've read this series, that's what made me stop watching the show. Because I, I don't want to spoil because I, but when um, a certain somebody goes bye bye in the show, I was like, well, now what are you going to do? I was like, yeah. What do you. Th- how, how do you sharpshooter right yeah like how do you come back from this um and i just kind of gave up after that because i was like honestly i'm liking and then how the comics end is like so perfect it's like perfect book and like it's 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 everything i could have asked for to the point where i know that they can't do that in the show like can well yeah because they're too far gone your boy to, to that they killed off your boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm trying not to show. Yeah, no, it was so... And what's funny is it's like... Like, you can tell their excuses be like, well, um, with all this, like, violence and death, you know, it's it's more shocking because it's so mundane. But it's like, no, it's just... It's bitch. It's dumb. It's, it doesn't make any stupid. sense No, it doesn't make any sense. Um, they just were trying to throw everyone off the trail, clearly. And um, okay, also when that when that, that that character who dies in the show early, when we got to their death in the comics, I wept like a small child. Oh my god! I yes, to admit it, like the the image of of like that bed with Rick next to it, dude, oh, that heartbreaking. That made me cry. I wept like a little boy. Heartbreaking. You know the comics pack such like way more of an emotional bond. Oh yeah. Like uh, the the moment at, like the the end of like the cannibal arc in the books when like Rick is like confessing to all the the horrible things he's done and he thinks yeah. he's talking to Abraham and he turns around and sees Carl. 
dude and then carl says i killed ben it's, it's just so good oh yeah so well done so the whole series dude that's good you know i'll say the show i like the casting of negan yeah i'll give the yeah, show no like uh, i mean he, he could have been buffer but it's for sure but in terms of like and they could have let him say his favorite word oh they okay why are we allowed to show glenn's head being smacked right, spoilers whoops Glenn's head being smashed <laughs> in, but like scene. we we can't say the f word. Like what? That's his favorite word, and he can't say it. Yeah, no. Well, it, also the books are like they say a lot of other things that you can't yeah. say on TV, and go a lot other like more places that you can't. I get that you can't do all that on TV and still keep it like fourteen. Like I understand the limitations, but I think they could have at least attempted to copy the the best parts of it yeah no, instead of was, extending the shittiest parts and then like it's like what there was a time when i knew the welcome to pp pant city speech word for word off a of memory and you should have yeah i know most of it still but uh i don't know the entire thing anymore i definitely like uh i, I haven't i should crack it open again I, I have like my volume of something to fear upstairs in my room at this very moment and nice. i, I kind of want to i kind of want to reread it you should you should do it you should like, do it. What when Carl comes out of that that uh the the savior's truck and just like he's carrying a gun that's bigger than him, you can't replicate that in the show because the actor gun no. isn't their fault, but still, like that's, that's yeah. what makes it so good. Yeah. Well, it also makes me wish that they spent less time in certain places in the show so we could get more stuff like that. Yeah. Like it particularly the farm <laughs> yeah dude like if you just like cut that season in half and gave like some more actual shit that happened in the comics beauty but they didn't they didn't yeah they they're barely on the farm in the books it's, no they're, they're on it for like it's, a day and then her it's a day them out. yeah it's like such a blip and for some reason they decide well i think i forget the showrunner's name but i think he like either got fired or left the show after season one and that's why there was like such a dip in season two but yeah, Carson's like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> well, I mean, this is how I feel sometimes when, when <laughs> Carson talks about movies. He's like, I haven't seen that. I, I don't know how to contribute here. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I've watched three, four seasons, three, four, three, four seasons. There was still, they were still in the prison when I was watching. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Like they, they had wait, like, did you like you left did, the prison? Wait, were you did you see like the governor and stuff? Yes, I saw the governor. And stuff, okay, all that. I think he's one of the only characters who the show does better. Yeah, no, he's pretty dope in the show. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, back on like the subject of like father son stuff, like and just Rick and Carl are just such a great duo, and they have so many amazing moments in the books. Like, yeah, uh, I guess spoilers. Like, it's it's not as an important moment in the books as it is in the show, but like, uh. When uh, Rick, Abraham, and Carl are like accosted by like those guys, and like the they try to like one of them tries to molest Carl, and like yeah. just tears through him, like, like he rips his throat out with his teeth. Yeah, that's Pretty one intense. of like, that that moment is so uh, like badass, and just like the like you don't see what he does to the other guy, but you just you hear it and you see like the camera like zooming in more and more on Carl as you go yeah. with the panel. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, no, that 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 is probably one of my favorite series. Like, th- not the show, but the, the graphic novel. Like, it's just oh, yeah. so 
it's so well done um it's one of those things too like i didn't i watched the show before not all of it but i watched like the first three seasons of the show before i had read the graphic novel and then i was like oh you know what i'm gonna try this because i think i was waiting for like one of the seasons to come on netflix or something and then i like read i was like oh why am i still watching this show yeah, <laughs> it blows it out of the water yeah it's yeah, not even everything like everything is just it's just so good yeah and, like not, the, the show terrible. always forgets that like the backbone of the book is like carl and rick and yes like, and it should be it, yeah, should be. it should and be and they forget it they forget it literally like they'll try they'll try for about two episodes maybe and then they can't help it they get carried away with like all this other shit that no one cares about let's just have like b characters wander in the woods for like an episode and it's yeah, like or five feet of woods in georgia exactly like oh wow i've actually seen that particular leaf eight times this episode great yeah well i am convinced i will read the graphic i'll read you like, should i could go on all day about all like even just the rick and carl moments i could go on all day about all those good ones like when well, I'll just I'll just list off like a random one. Like when uh, is is it? It's either is it in March to War or All Out War when like uh Carl just goes to goes to Rick and says just remember to kill him. And I think Rick it's all out. And he, and he says I will. Yeah, no, I think it's all out. I think, but don't quote me on that. This is some like crazy. I don't remember the movie being like the movie, the TV show being like this crazy. This sounds like oh no, like these kids. Oh, it's completely it's toned down. Cold-blooded in the books, he's the absolutely the most cold-blooded character in the books. Wow. Yeah, no shit. Okay, and the way they do it in the books too is it's like yeah, like Negan's really screwed up, but it's like framed in the way like well, think about it. If this was the other way around, Rick would be doing the same shit. Yeah, well, like if 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 uh if someone killed some of Rick's men, he would murder them all. Uh huh, and it would be like a happy ending. Like that would be like the yeah. the catharsis. But Negan shows up and he's like, okay, well, you killed my men, so I gotta beat one of you to death. But just one. That's actually honestly fair. Like, Fairly reasonable. <laughs> like, it's a little excessive in, like, exactly how he goes about it. But... Yes. But in Heartful. theory, in theory, eye for an eye. Eye for an eye? Not even yeah. eye for an eye. Like, eye for a prick. <laughs> yeah. Um... Fair enough. What is another father-son relationship, father-child relationship that you're thinking about, Spencer, that you got on your list? Uh, yeah, so last one I'm talking about is uh, one that I also think you could have you seen coming. Uh, and it's, this is so funny because it's such a tonal departure from like what we were just talking about. But uh, Max and Goofy in a Goofy movie. Oh, that is a complete one. <laughs> complete, like we took it's oh like yeah, it bites out his throat and then <laughs> gorge. Like we just <laughs> we traveled, we traveled with that one. But oh my god, this is one of my favorite animated movies. I think it's so underrated. Um, if you want to see like the okay, this is this is why I like it. Every other Disney movie, especially in this era, this is like the it came out in the 90s, right? The Renaissance period for Disney. So you had like you know, Little Mermaid, Sleeping Beauty, Pocahontas, Mulan, like all in this kind of same era. And all those movies have like stakes, like people are going to like either die or like, you know, villages will be pillaged. It's like all these like really big stakes. And the conflict of this movie is 
Goofy's scared that his son is going to like go down a wrong path and he wants to spend time with him. So he takes him on a fishing trip and his kid, Max, wants to go to this like Powerline concert, which is like this universe's version of Prince kind of. Um, and though that's like the entire conflict. They, he wants to go here. He wants to go there. And it's just a road trip movie. Um, and it created one of the, one of the most tense scenes I've ever seen in a film, which is weird because this is the Goofy movie. It simultaneously created one of the best makeup scenes I've ever seen in a movie. The tense scene is uh, Max, while his like dad was sleeping, I think, takes the map that Goofy's following to get to this like fishing spot. Um, and changes it so that way they can go to the concert, right? Uh, so they're in the car, and Goofy notices this. And he has, like, Max directing or whatever, like, looking at the map. So Goofy's like, all right, son. Like, there's a fork in the road. He's like, which, which way am I going? One way goes to the concert. One way goes to the camping trip. And then, like, Max is, like, sweating because he doesn't know what to pick. And he's like, which one? Because he can't tell them that he knows. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, literally, I was sweating. I rewatched this last week, and I was wet, drenched. And when he, like, picks, and the just look of disappointment on Goofy's face, I, like, it's like, <gasps> it's like, oh, my God. Why do I care so much about these animated dogs? And then they sing a beautiful duet when, when they, like, make up it's not really a musical there's like three musical numbers but this musical number dude like i'm crying i was sobbing into my i was like what what maybe i have like unresolved issues because i think i feel like every single pick on my list i'm like i was crying like no but geez man like everyone everyone just owe it to yourself go watch the goofy movie just just do it. it i've only seen like bits of it on the family channel when it was on cable television dude put it on the list put it on list this movie is a slap i'm sure it's on disney plus oh it is yeah it's you can use you can find it really easily yeah i can use my mom's friends disney plus (laughs) (laughs) don't announce it they'll take you off they have enough of my money come and get me disney yeah fair enough like most of the things in my room finance like i could probably finance a park with the, the amount of merch oh i'm sure just... there's plenty of people who could like the people who live in like, the yeah. Disney gated communities <laughs> yeah the, the guy it's always the guy who dresses up on from as mickey mouse for halloween he's always the pedophile for some reason <laughs> like it's it's always him it's the gloves you know oh, there you go. We're, we're really getting some tonal whiplash on this aren't oh, we yeah we are a little bit it's good Um, it brings variety for my last i'm gonna do two picks at once and it's i'm gonna go back to the mouse right did i start yeah i started maybe i shouldn't have finished but i do have two more that i want to mention and it's marlin and nemo from finding nemo Mm, that's a good pick that's a good pick and the other one also from pixar is Miguel and Hector from Coco, where it's I like, in Coco, where it's yeah. like, oh, then I'll talk about Marlon and Nemo because I don't want to spoil, don't want to spoil Coco. Uh, Marlon and Nemo, I, this was like my childhood movie to watch, and this like overprotective father trying to find his son. It's just like such a journey and such like they have this relationship of like this bickering, this fighting, 
but at the end it's all like so and so perfect and like and he, both the father and the son learn the lesson of like maybe i should actually respect my father for like keeping me safe for like actually wanting to be there for me instead of like i don't know not being there for me or and marlon's like maybe i should let him explore a little bit so it's pretty it's pretty cool i don't really yeah, know what else to say about it it's like I, it's just such a simple concept but like it's done so well right yeah i've watched yeah it many 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 times many times yeah <laughs> i still have like the vhs of that movie dude <laughs> yeah. same same i would frame it if i could the thing and what's cool about that movie is it shows like the natural progression of their relationship yet they're so like seldom actually in the same frame together like most of the movie they're split up yeah but it still articulates it so well yeah but it's all about their relation it's like it's all about their relationship because like i feel like that's how most things kind of work out we kind of like realize what our parents were actually trying to do and then we're like oh that makes so much more sense now yeah when we were a kid we were just like oh I think it's a really good example of like a a growth in a relationship between two characters who are just like not on screen together at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like both their plot lines like take them to like a similar conclusion, but it just works so well. Yeah, they both had to they had to be apart to come together. Yeah. Anybody want to shout out any last honorable mentions before we talk about comics? Um I have one, but it's more of like a family dynamic than like a father, a father specific it? one. What is it? The, the Incredibles. Um, That's a good nice. pick too, yeah. Yeah, just the whole, that whole thing. Um, Everything felt so natural, other than the fact that they are all super powered, but you know. And they say they can't make a good Fantastic Four movie. Right? Why? Like, so it's Why? actually so easy. It's literally right there. Yeah. Um, but my I thought of a weird one when I first like came up with this. It was like it's not it's not a father, it's a mom and her son, and it's um Grapes of Wrath. Ooh. Going in the way, way back machine. This is I, I haven't read it. It's the movie with um Henry Fonda. And I don't okay. I don't know who played the mom, but it's just like like you've probably seen the like Tom um Tom's speech at the end of Grapes of Wrath, but there's this beautiful relationship with this like like such strong woman trying to like keep this family afloat, keeping it together while they're like traveling to find any semblance yeah. of a job or food or community. It's really yeah, cool. yeah, that's a good one. Any any last thoughts for me? Any last? Last I think picks. I got out all, all my picks and honorable mentions, at least the ones that came to mind. Nice. Yeah. I think if you're going to talk about mother-daughter relationship, you can also, like, mention Lady Bird, too, because that was pretty good. Lady Bird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you so got good. so hyped. Lady Bird. Yeah. I'm so hyped I yawned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, your voice just Lady fell Bird, like guys. two octaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just put frat energy all over Ladybird. There you go. All over Lady. That's too gross. Um. <laughs> right as I said it, I was like, oh no. Yeah, oh, no. no um, I didn't even say it. Bad way to word it. Bad way Horrible. to word it. Very poor uh, words. 
<laughs> out the window. All right. Ooh, a little fighter in you. I like that. You're going to love me. <laughs> You're actually made a gay. I get it. Let's talk about Bring back Christmas. Version. <laughs> Comic books. Here we come. Go talk about the comics. I okay. don't really know much about it. We were talking about Batman off screen. So we're talking about Yeah, Batman what we said was Batman uh, and Alfred Grayson. and Batman, Batman and Dick Grayson could be honorable mentions as well. Yeah. Um, which is a good segue into babbling about comic books. Yeah, there you go. And what about like what about Damien? Was Damien Wayne? I don't think it was really I good don't like Damien. I don't like Damien. No, no. It's so okay. We've done the, the whole edgy Robin shit with Jason yeah, Todd. Can we give it a rest? He's just such a little shit. He is, and it's not fun. Um, it's not funny. It's not fun. He's he's just annoying. He's annoying. You know what? I liked him when like him and Superman's kid like teamed up in that oh, like Super Sons? I yeah, read, that was... I haven't read it, but I've been meaning to. Yeah, it's like it's not groundbreaking, but it was fun. You know. I feel like that's a, just a straightforward concept that could be done really well. Yeah, I feel like you can make a really solid movie with that, too. Like, it's just World's Finest, but it's their sons. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same idea. Um, except it's funny, because, like, they'll get into, like, all sorts of shit, and essentially it, will, it could end with, like, Batman and Superman going, like, boys. <laughs> I mean, that, that, Did you stop a drug cartel? <laughs> like, that, is, that is a pretty perfect way to end it, though. Like, yeah, like, it's like, funny, you know? Yeah. That's a great way to end it. Um, so, do you guys want to talk about, like, modern, like, the new kind of comics coming out? Or do you want to talk about, like, like, I know, I know very little about, like, I know you've read Doomsday Clock, Spencer. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, do you want to, do you want to do, like, do a we, quick Do we review? dare? Do we dare touch Doomsday Clock? I could, I could do a quick review. Uh, why? <laughs> That's the is, I liked some of it, but it felt so disjointed in a lot of places. Oh yeah, like you could tell it took out. It took twice as long to come out as it should have. Oh, it's very evident. Like yeah. uh, marionette and mime just kind of disappear halfway through and then come back at the end. Like, yeah, no, I I thought that was kind of whack. I also I find the more we get have Rorschach in stories. The more they try to water him down, yeah, to make him seem like more tolerable, because they want to sell the merch. Yeah, <laughs> like, but Rorschach is—he's such a horrible person. I know mean, this horrible. Is Anytime guy, I see like, someone with like a Rorschach shirt, I'm like, either you misunderstood the book, or you, I should like not be friends with you. Like how that's much, how much gay bashing does he do in Watchmen? A lot. Like it, it, almost every page he's on, there's something about bad slurs that I won't say. Oh or, yeah. Or he's oh, being yeah. racist, or he's like it's—he's a horrible, terrible like, person. He's a horrible. Person. And like I, I know like Reggie is not the same guy, but at the same time, it's like why, why are we trying to build up Rorschach like he's this great dude? Yeah, no, they kept like trying to like make him comparable to Batman for some reason, and I'm like, what? But he's no, not Batman. He's the question. He's, he's yeah, and he's the question. But like, if the question was also a psychopath, yeah, oh yeah, very oh. much a psychopath. Like if, um. How do I put it? Like, you know how people are like, oh, there's some people only see the world in like black and white or like when it's really shades of gray. He just sees the world as like all black. Well, like, yeah, wasn't he supposed to be like in, a, 
a critique of like the the that kind of way of thinking wasn't it like yes. the whole point of his character yeah the whole it was satire and somehow like he became hey oh you know what else is weird like i find they pick the weirdest characters to become like the the face of watchmen like yeah. it, especially in like you know marketing like it's like him and like mr manhattan i'm like okay so yeah, you have... dr manhattan is like horrifying oh yeah <laughs> yeah like, no it's like character in the book he's so he's so indifferent to human like just there's like lines that he has where he's like oh like a dead human like an alive human are made up of the same things what's the difference and it's like why are we why is he on shirts that like kids I mean, are wearing? like, like I, I get it from like an iconography point of view because they both probably have like the most memorable looks but oh, all they do like, like it's not like either of them are like completely irredeemable like some like he like rorschach no. is kind of nice to night owl sometimes but he's still a horrible person <laughs> yeah no well they, they, they have a point in the book where it's like they most characters aren't portrayed to be like one thing um and i'd rather it be like i guess like if i had to pick like i i rather see like you know dr manhattan on a lunchbox than like the comedian yeah i yeah. guess well, i mean like, oh my he's unequivocally one of the like most horrible characters in that book i think yeah that's yeah, point. yeah. Um, so i guess they like they pick uh, the lesser of evils i don't know i i want to ask how did they so i know that there's this slowly like introducing kind of like hints and nods to to um dr manhattan throughout the books in the dc universe but like yeah. how did it how did like they fully just like bring out the like watchman universe into the dc universe? oh they, they have they universes <laughs> they just went to the dc universe he literally dr over? manhattan goes just like goes to the dc universe and then starts like effing with things like he starts trying to like move shit around and he's like oh what if I like move the ring from like Hal Jordan? Like he just like kind of shows up and starts being a shit disturber. Yeah, and he's like, um, "What if I just killed Clark Kent's parents?" Yeah, what? yeah. What? It's a weird. It's a well, weird I mean, like, start I, to a book. I think from like his character, it does kind of make sense, but at the same time, it, it feels like very like I, I like the the ex- retroactive explaining of why the new Fifty Two sucked. Oh, that was funny. Like, yeah, like there is good stuff in there. Like the the fight on Mars is really good. Yeah, like the, the there's that one panel of him like being in a million places at once, just like freezing everyone. Yes, that was. And there's cool. like a single word balloon for like each single word he says coming from like yeah. a different version of him. That was cool. Like it, it has it has its moments, but I think it's like such a it it feels unnecessary, and because it was delayed, you can it feels even more unnecessary almost. Because as it goes on, you start asking yourself, why am I reading this? <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like, no, like, when, like, there's, there's the meta stuff in there I do kind of like. But it's it's time, funny, yeah. It's like, this is a sequel to Watchmen. So if you, if you want, if you, if Watchmen's not sacred, Doomsday Clock's not sacred either. So a lot of the stuff that you're panning out here is, it's, it's going to be meddled with. Somebody's going to ruin it. For sure. That's the, yeah. And they, I think they're aware. Like, it seems like they're aware that kind of what they're doing, touching this book in just in general, like doing anything to Watchmen is almost like secretly, like no one really says it, but it's kind of sacrilege almost. Oh yeah. It's like if, it's like if today someone, someone made like, oh, Batman year two. And it like, wasn't Frank Miller. And it it, like, no one, it it wouldn't not sell, but like everyone would kind of feel scratchy about it, you know? 
doesn't that exist? I feel like that 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 that's a story that exists. I know they have like Batman Zero Year. I I feel like Frank Miller like. I feel like that's like a whole different thing of like kind of lost Frank, his mind. Though. Of Frank Miller, he kind of <laughs> like when he was doing bat, he kind of lost his mind doing Batman. But like, what? Oh, all the but Batman All Star or whatever. Aspar. Aspar. I've not read Aspar. I've only seen like the YouTube videos on it. But like, nah, yeah. I don't need to. I don't think I need to. Dicks eating rats in a cave. It's dope. What are you retarded or something? <laughs> I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah, no, yeah. That's a it's, quote. Uh, don't, don't cancel me for, for saying that. Yeah, it's it's slightly um edgy, one may say. Slightly. Yeah, it's yeah, a little edgy. I think that's beyond edgy. And like, like, it's, like sex with Catwoman in a sewer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's okay, like, it's it's no. not as bad as like Spider-Man Rain, but with the radioactive jizz. Yeah, dude. Who that's doesn't another want one that? that I haven't read, but like uh-huh. I don't think I need to. No, no, I think I need to. Sure you don't need to. I like saw, you know, like when people upload like the just like stills of the comic with like music. I've seen all of it, so I've read all of it through YouTube, and I was like, uh, this is so bizarre that I couldn't stop reading it. Like, okay, Spider Man's like sixty, and like J Jonah Jameson's still alive. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like what <laughs> dude like jameson must be like 110 years old and why is venom the main villain oh i don't why? know he's just there and then it's like you could have tied it and made it like so so much more personal venom is you not know? the puppeteer spider-man villain that's norman osborne no it's yeah it's either you you bring out like norman osborne or if you want to get like I don't know, weird. You could have done like a Hobgoblin and Norman Osborn thing, which they yeah. like to do sometimes when they're like, oh shit, we've used Green Goblin too many times. It's just like, it's like a three-way fight now. But no, they brought out, it's a weird book just in general. It's such a dumb premise, the idea of like Dark Knight Returns, but Spider-Man. It's like it's, so, it, which is funny. It's not it's a like formula. Dark, you don't it's Dark Knight Returns everything. No, and that's like such the anti-Spider-Man book. Like it's like, nothing nothing about it is is compatible those two worlds should not meet <laughs> like it's so weird like um, i don't it's just such a dumb thing to like turn into a formula don't just plug in any character and be like this character but dark knight returns yeah no it's it's lazy the it's very cheap. batman story for a reason it is it is and it honestly it's like there's a reason that's an else world story too yep yeah. so is yeah maybe don't is there a kind of like pet peeve that y'all have with comics like where people kind of like specifically like maybe superhero comics where people get stuff wrong and you're just like what like no that is not in a story or in real life in a story in real life because they've watched movies and they're like oh i think i know things you know oh do you mean like in terms of someone writes a comic book and it's not but they it's like inaccurate or do you mean Maybe. like a fan is like a fan oh i've seen comic. i've seen the mcu yeah and then, oh, and then you're like yeah it's yeah. like i'm kind of a marvel nerd i've seen all the movies and it's yeah. like but 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 they're nothing like the <laughs> like i have i know people who think that like the civil war comic book is just like the movie and i'm like no 
no it's not <laughs> it's not even they, they begin by blowing up a like a school of gold yeah mutant, a mutant accidentally explodes i mean that, yeah. that kind of is his power right that's nitro's power is exploding yeah didn't mean to do it to like a it wasn't like a kindergarten or something like a bunch of kids I, honestly i haven't i haven't actually read civil war but obviously like it's such a big thing that like i know i know like the points i should read it at some point but like i know the plot points uh, yeah, I would say it's definitely like I've I've been trying to read a lot more low key kind of stuff because it's like the most popular ones, especially now, are kind of being milked. Like everyone kind of knows, and it's you can't escape from it. Like you ever, even if you haven't read Civil War, like my dad knows what happens in the graphic novel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's like one of the biggest like comics of all time, right? Yeah. So like I I, I get if people are like, yeah, you know what, I'll I'll leave that one till later. And maybe give some smaller ones. I mean, more. My hang up is with Mark Millar because I've read Ultimates one and two, mm-hmm. and I do not like Ultimates one, but Ultimates two is kind of really good. Yeah, no, that was weird. That Ultimates one, I, I think, I, I can't even really put my finger on what went wrong. What what went wrong? There was too much. I think it was too gratuitous, and they went too far with certain decisions where i'm like dude like it's way too it's way too edgy it's way too much yeah 9 11 happened yeah Wait, yeah how did they go too edgy the hulk is a cannibal for no reason mm-hmm. oh well that's pretty edgy <laughs> exactly no they and there's like a lot because i remember, remember a lot of this stuff was written like post 9 11 but like pretty soon after like immediately after 9 11 yeah like, didn't they like reshuffle like the whole book after yeah, they did. It was like a whole thing. And the, it happens they like they, they legitimately reference it in in like comics. I remember I don't think it's in the Ultimate Universe, but there's like a comic that takes place like while 9-11 happens. Isn't there a and, like, Spider-Man issue about him dealing with 9-11? Or yeah, something? and like all the superheroes like come and like help and like even the villain. I think like Dr. How Doom's did, like How crying. did 9-11 even happen if, in, in the Marvel Universe? That doesn't make any they sense. They don't explain it. They don't explain I, it. I have a big question to kind of like maybe be the wrap up here if, or if you guys want to battle more, we can do it. But do you think like since they've they kind of wrapped 9-11 into 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 comic books, do you think they'd wrap COVID into comic books? Well, they haven't really so far. And what? if they do, would it be would do you think it'd be the worst thing in the world? <clears throat> um I'll let Jimmy answer first. Uh, Honestly, I've fallen off, like, consistently reading, like, ongoing comics. Mm -hmm. I haven't, I've kind of fallen off reading, like, uh, single issues as they come out. I've, Uh like, mostly been reading indie books for, like, the past year and a half. And, like, watching, and, like, reading Brit and stuff like that. and like Yeah, I've I've been doing a big uh, Invincible Universe read. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you say you felt. I think most of the world did. Like everyone who was reading single issue comics, like that's something I did when I was probably like from the age of like seven to like fourteen. Um, and then I just kind of stopped. Um, because not only did like it got they they were grasping, and now especially now, like I I'm sure you guys have like heard of like the 
the PC characters that they like yeah. came up with and the, the huge backlash to like I, I don't even remember their names. That was like uh I don't know the, the the like ice one or something. And like one of them was like non-binary or something. But it had like a oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You snowflake? know what I'm talking about? Snowflake. Yeah, snowflake. Snowflake. That was it. They literally snowflake named safe, it Snowflake. Safe yes. space. Snowflake and safe space. What are the characters' names? Why um, would you name them Snowflake and Safe Space? Well, and they're supposed to we're supposed to be catering to have not used those words in like four or five years that's literally no. that's literally stuff that like republicans would use as words <laughs> yeah <laughs> like to like criticize other wow that no, is no it's it's so and it's so shameless and it's like i don't know man and it's honestly really pandering. They, it's pandering they lost me honestly the new 52 is kind of where they lost me like Fair court enough, of yeah. owls was dope um death and i had death was still good yeah that was good but then there was like other choices we're like superman i was like i don't i'm not feeling this that whole oh. story arc i wasn't feeling that that's embarrassing everything i own just fell <laughs> keep talking keep going snow snowflake and something else i don't even remember Snowflake and save space save space baby don't you forget it i Seems very, it seems very interesting, but I think they should have just like incorporated new original characters. That's not just like that's their whole personality. I think they, they have been talked to death, but the, the, they were definitely a very like transparent attempt to like pander to a particular crowd. Ooh, yeah, and it just blew up in their faces because literally nobody liked them. Oh, yeah, literally nobody. No- well, that's the you have to have complex characters, you can't just have them be like, oh, their whole thing is to pander to. A certain audience. Well, it, it felt very much like a thing that was meant to get a bunch of outrage, but then get a bunch of like support in return. That yeah, just... no, it, it was purposely trying to like divide. It was purposely trying to stir up, stir the stir the pot. Except it actually did the opposite and united everyone in hating it because everyone hated it. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Um. There we go. What um. Do you, have you read any like of the um, House of X, Power, Power of X, or Hickman that with, was going on recently? With Hickman, I always like want to reserve judgment for when he's done because he's a very read everything in bulk sort of writer. True. Like I've read his Avengers run, which is very good, but I can definitely see why it would it might lose you in the first few issues. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And, like, are you, do you, it seems like you're more of a fan of, like, just get, you know, the complete. Um, I prefer trades, you know, yeah. Either, yeah, which I, I agree with. And, honestly, it's probably not a great thing. Because I know as an industry, like, it's kind of going downhill recently because of that. Because most people don't want to, like, spend, like, $3 every issue. It's like, why don't I just wait till you're done? And just like release the trade, I'll get a paperback or hard copy or however you want to get it, because it's a lot to ask sometimes. And sometimes with certain series, you have to like wait a month in between issues. Well, yeah, and it stacks up too, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially like now, if if you read a book with ads in it, that's so much space that it would just not be in a trade. Oh my god, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So I understand why like people are like kind of done with buying single issues. Like I I know some people do it for like collectors' reasons. Yeah. 
Uh, but the problem is like, especially with the big books too. Yeah, yeah, and all the ones that are like issue one, like they, the reason oh, like the renumbering, yeah, yeah, and the reason like you know, friggin', I don't know, you want to talk about Amazing Fantasy fifteen or whatever. Like the reason that goes for so much money is because they weren't printing the shit out of it. Yeah, the book got canceled like two issues later. Like, yeah, it was so- on its last its last legs. Like that's why the death of Superman is so so uh, valueless because. People, yeah, there was a big like a speculator boom for it, so they made yeah, a exactly. million copies, and now it's worthless because there's so many copies. Exactly, same with like Jim Lee's X Men run, like that. It was so over; it's ubiquitous. Like you can find it for like fifty cents at the at a bargain bin, you know, because it's just it was so overprinted. Um, so I don't. People are like, I'm gonna get like, yeah, oh, DC's rebooting the universe for like the sixth time in ten years. I'm gonna get issue one. It's like, don't bother, dude. Like, you know, I'm like, didn't it also like uh, what was it? Future State, right? Didn't that only run for yeah. like two months? Yeah, it was two months, and then they like canned it. Um, it's the, the the entire kind of. I understand that the industry is hurting right now, but I, it's a lot of mistakes that they kind of did to themselves, and there's a lot of writers like Dan Slott. You know, like there's where the they're 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 there to piss you off for yeah not a ton of good reason and it's not like yeah. he's talentless he's written some good stories but he like, has yeah he's become such an inflammatory like personality that like it's like i don't want to read this guy's books he called me a nazi exactly like he's such he comes across as such an i don't want to say he is that i don't know this guy personally but he comes across as such an asshole in an era where like who you are as a person almost matters more than what you can produce yeah um so it's no shocker that people are are done there and it's like it the whole thing is it's unfortunate um but i haven't like read you know like a a mainstream like a marvel or dc story in the last like three years that i thought was like this is a classic i like i think the only thing i've read and been like this is really good is like daredevil because it's my it's my favorite marvel book like consistently. oh dude daredevil still slaps that's that's um, true and like the first four issues of donny kate's venom was really good and mm-hmm. i just don't i don't think he's been able to like at at like top it or equal it since then right not that like the stuff is bad but i just don't care as much as the thing I'm yeah pathetic about it yeah no, I know what you mean. And it's there has been like a lot of big event stuff. Like I remember it was such like a big deal when when they killed off Wolverine. Yeah. Um oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that even. Yeah, you guys remember that where he like he turned it at least he made it himself a statue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got the like, night at the museum treatment. Yeah, like the, I remember the last like big and oh, Civil War Two was garbage. But I remember Why the last. Why make that? It's just such a blatant cash grab. Like we're, we're literally just, like we're, we're bouncing off of like older events instead of making new ones at all. Making we're, new ones. We're making a sequel no. event. And but it's not even really a sequel event. It's just like it's not like it really directly ties in what happened before. It's just like a new conflict. Yeah. <laughs> with, Nothing with to Captain do with Marvel the now. One. She's yeah. And she got like completely character assassinated. Yeah, and it, the whole thing revolves around essentially the plot of Minority Report. Um, look, it's it's not great, but the last like main event thing that I remember being really jazzed about that, that came out within the last ten years is probably uh, when when they killed Peter Parker in the Ultimate Comics. Like oh, that. Yeah. That's a good story, though. That was good. And that 
it was actually like written well. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just like, oh, people will buy this no matter what. It's the death of Spider-Man. Like I mean, it was like, treated like a thing. Yeah. And also like Mark Bagley just totally tore that story up. It was so good. Yeah. It was it was fire. Oh, no, that's why like bringing him br- like resurrecting Norman Osborn and Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe. I was like, no, I'm 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 done. I was done with that. I'm done. I was and then it's they that's how you knew joined, they were running out right? of ideas. Yeah, no, it's all joined now, right? Like it's all yeah. one and thing. Now and Miles it's... is less interesting because he doesn't have his own universe anymore. See, and the the problem with like comics Miles already was that he was just Peter Parker but black. Like that yeah. was the and main that was complaint. more okay when there was no Peter Parker. Exactly. Yeah. Like when it was like, okay, I'm fine with this. But what's weird is that you you figure they would have saw like into the Spider Verse and st- slowly start patenting him, you know, after that. Because let's be honest, like Iron Man of the comics within the last 10 years is Iron Man because of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. It's like the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're just exactly. the versions now. Exactly. Just the movie because they've admitted. Well, also, that's what sells, too. Like, yeah. people who weren't fans of the comics saw the movies, and now they want the comics to reflect what they saw in the movie. They want to be fans of the comics now. Which is, yeah. like, wrong time and time again. The MCU has been running for, like, 12 years now, right? And where are these movie fans who want to read comics? I don't see any of them. I know, right? Like, and they keep, saying, like, they keep saying they keep pandering to this demographic that doesn't exist. Like, this is how they're gonna ruin Moon Knight. What if? Oh, okay. I'm gonna be pissed. By the way, so so let's let's go to that demographic. Let's look at them. Let's see those people who are like, I've watched these movies. Now I want to get into comics. What would you recommend them? Like from DC from marvel and from other like independent comics what what kind of stuff would you be recommending all my favorite marvel books are like really obscure ones well hit them with it hit them with it uh scarlet spider by chris yost oh yeah it's really good if if you want to be more mainstream i just like most runs of daredevil are really good Ooh, michael bendis bro the michael bendis run I swear I'm the only person in the world whose favorite Daredevil run is Ed Brubaker's. But dude, that one's really good too. Like yeah, I can it's see, so good. Like yeah. that Mister Fear story is like stuck with me, especially that that one yeah. story. He's just such a petty asshole, but it works so well. It works really well, yeah. And also, they just haven't they just haven't fixed that thing with his wife. She's no, she's probably still in that insane asylum, isn't she? Oh, most definitely. Like they just they're just like ah, they just kind of left it. Like, didn't, didn't Wade, like, touch on her for, like, a second and then forget about her again? Yeah, like, instantly. Well, what about you, Spencer? What's what's your Marvel recommendation? My Marvel recommendation? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if, like, should I go with, like, stuff that everyone's already read? Or should I go with, like, is this, I'm talking to, like, someone who's a movie fan, right? Talking to someone who's a movie fan. Maybe they've read a couple comics. Maybe they're like me. Let's say where i've read a couple comics but i'm not like versed in comics they're not like a novice no okay okay see i'm trying to think back to like what kind of my favorite runs were when i kind of i liked comics as like a kid and then i started getting into it more as in like i wanted to like see stories through because when you're like a kid you would you could like just pick up any miscellaneous like issue oh yeah and like that's enough for you but like as politics yeah, the cover's cool. Oh, Venom's in this one. And then, like, you're, yeah. you know, 
Like your soul cover of just venom standing over spider-man that's cool i'll pick that exactly up. exactly and like that's just it um but for marvel shit i would say i would say like maybe start with i'm you know what? i'm gonna go with bendis's daredevil i'm gonna go with because you can't everyone it's a heavy one but you like i don't want to it's 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 almost like a soap opera you know, it's like it's so hardcore. It's, it's extremely hardcore. hardcore. It's a very hardcore soap opera. But I remember I probably read that when I was like 12 or 13. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I remember like just being like so blown away. But because I didn't I didn't know that you could do that. Like in a comic yeah, book. In a mainstream like, one, too. In a mainstream comic book, you could do like there's so many. There's so many great stories. Like I'm, I, It's a pretty long run. So like. I would yeah. say how long is it? It's like it's like at least 30 issues, right? At least 30 issues. Maybe I'm misremembering this, but I remember I think there's one point of it where like he's in jail. No, that's in Brewbreaker's run. Or oh, is that Brewbreaker? Like, like uh I think Bendis's run ends with him going to jail, right? Yeah. No, you're right. It ends with him going to jail and it goes to Brewbreakers. Shit. Okay, we could just like partner ours. Read <laughs> read Bendis's. I, I think just as like a, a one last one, if we're talking to a novice, just read Ultimate Spider-Man. Dude, oh yeah, that's a really fun place to jump in because they do the origin story kind of. Yeah. But then they also do like other cool things with it. Um, they switch some stuff around. Like some stuff doesn't work for me. Yeah. I don't um, villain wise. Such as regular goblin. No, yeah. Cause it's like it feels like way too much of a transformation. Yeah. Like I think it's more intimidating when it's just like a crazy dude. Um and it, I, but, I promise it's much better than the show of the same name. Yeah. Oh, dude, that show sucks. Um, especially now. Yeah. Uh, Is it still the same <laughs> show? Well, Drake Bell. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> That's, need I say more? Need oh. I say more? Yeah. Just forget that show. If you want to watch a Spider-Man show, uh, '90s one. I like the fact that spectacular, spectacular, spectacular '90s. Or if you want to get weird, that really rare and obscure like MTV show, I also like. But Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Ultimate mm-hmm. Spider-Man. If you want some heavy shit, go to the Bendis run of Daredevil. Um, go to like most post Miller runs on Daredevil. Yeah. Like Miller runs are usually what you're gonna find in media. Like if they make a Daredevil show or movie or anything like that, it's always kind of loosely based on Miller. With like the Electra storyline, yeah, and, uh, in the show and all that, it's always Electra or Born Again. It's it's literally just those is because I, I don't get me wrong, like I have Born Again and I love Born Again, yeah, but I honestly think that it actually gets better <laughs> like after after Miller's, yeah. like um, the two thousand just had nonstop bangers until they got to Shadowland, bro. Oh, Shadowland is like. That that was their jumping of the shark, you know, it's such like a that's good concept, but they failed so miserably. Yeah, I was. It's it, you know what it is. It's such a striking image. Like mm-hmm. it's such a striking image to see. I don't want. Should I spoil? Uh, I don't know. Or just maybe, maybe. getting the reverse Electra on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a striking image and theory. And I'll, just the idea of like all the street level heroes getting together for a, for an event is just good. Like oh, regardless totally. of what it is. But like, it's defenders but failed like, it. Yeah. Much failed. like the defenders show. Um, <laughs> exactly. What would be 
What would be your recommendations for DC? Jeff Johns oh, Green yeah. Lantern. Dude, yes. Oh. That's what I was going to say. 100%. Oh, wow. 100%. Well, just on the same page right there. there I haven't yes. read a ton of DC, but I love uh, Green Lantern. I haven't read yeah. any Green Lantern. Like zero. Zero Green really? Lantern for me. Yeah. Okay. I've, like, if you're going to tell me what, like, my, if you're going to ask me what my favorite comics, I've read mostly Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman yeah, guy. you're a Batman guy. But, yeah. Like, my, my favorite Batman is the stuff where he's actually, like, detective like. Oh, you'd like mm-hmm. Black Mirror then. You should read Black Mirror. You should read I Black Mirror. I should re- read Black Mirror, but, like, um, Hush. And I have not read one. Hush. I don't know why I pronounce it like that, but Hush. And Hush Long is ha- good. And Long Halloween. Those have you seen the, the movie, the part one? No, I watched the movie. No, I, I watched the movie. But okay. Hush and Long Halloween are two of my two of my favorite um, Batman comics. But Green Lantern, who is it? Who is it? What what run of Green Lantern? Jeff John's Green Lantern. Jeff John's, John? yeah. Nice. Yeah, check that one out. Um, oh, random question, but do you have a favorite Green Lantern? Do I have? Oh, there, honestly, Green Lantern is like. A lot of them are just so good. Yeah. I don't like redundant characters, but I give them and Nova a pass because it just have like the mechanics of it. Yeah. Like I like all of them, honestly. Yeah. Can't be yeah, I, I get that. Um the thing is you know thing- it's Mogo. Mogo is the best Green Lantern. Dude, okay, that's respectable. That's respectable. Cause like most I, like everyone I know, they're either gonna say like um Gardner or like John Stewart. I'm like it's one of the four main like Earth Green Lanterns. Yeah, it's always it's always that, and I'm always like dig, <laughs> dig a little deeper. It's Mogo. There's obviously, really, there's really cool stories. Yeah. All right, respectable. Okay, um, so we're we're on the same page about DC. That's good. What? Okay, final recommendation. Indie com. I know Alex is gonna go off. Indie comics. Attaboy. You you can school me in this. I I. Well, my, my knowledge is so like if you haven't read, if you've only read marvel and dc like only me i've read like hush and house of m and civil war and like the stuff that people were like on the top of like if you consider yourself maybe a fan slightly of comics slightly you have to read these if you're okay, well, talking to that kind of person are we talking like a long long running series or like a shorter one? Oh, whatever whatever old I mean, you can't go wrong with the Holy Trinity, The Walking Dead, Why the Last Man, and East of West. That's my Holy Trinity. That's your Holy Trinity? Yeah. Wow. I would say I would say definitely give The Walking Dead a try. Um, it's not for if, everyone, but no. it, it is very good if it's like the kind of thing you're into. Well, I would say, because Kirkman's done other stuff, if you know any of his other stuff, just keep in mind that he, it's kind of, he's kind of a bit of a cynical writer. It, it is writer. quite cynical and nihilistic at points, but there yeah. is an overall underlying message of, like, hope. Yeah. Especially yeah. after they get to Alexandria. Yeah, it's, it takes a little bit of a, yeah. Um, but, like, uh, if you want to get, like, really mainstream, but I feel like it's mainstream, but still kind of no. Well, yeah, um, maybe if you the only, only, the only valuable comic to come out after the speculator boom is The Walking Dead number one. Yeah. And probably yeah. Invincible number one now. So it's True. just Robert Kirkman stuff. It's Robert Kirkman stuff. And then, like, I, I don't know, read Spawn if you haven't read that. There's some good, I hear there's, like, some good storylines in Spawn. Um, I probably read 
the early stuff, and I, I know it's still going. I haven't read it recently. Yeah, I didn't think like, honestly it was, like, a big title blow up of Spawn where there's like a bunch of new Spawn titles. Yeah, though they had like a huge thing. Um, but there's that. I would say Saga is like one. Oh, uh, Saga intimidates me, honestly. I've heard so much about Saga. Yeah, that's why it intimidates me because like so many people talk about it, and I'm just I don't know why I'm really apprehensive about it because of that. See, I was like, I didn't want to get into it only because of like the buzz around it and i was like i don't i don't know if i want to jump in this right now and then if you once you jump in it's kind of you're kind of like yeah i get it <laughs> like, okay. yeah i mean i i like why the last man is one of my favorite books so right and that's why the writer so i'm i probably would like it i've just been really apprehensive about it yeah that makes sense that makes sense because like I, I totally get it. i was too and i i'm trying to act like you know but i boy band boy bandwagoned on this shit too like i started reading this probably like during quarantine <laughs> i was like oh what's this about after like everyone told me do it um but yeah in terms of like indie comics i'm definitely not like a savant but you know i would say i would say those are kind of the ones you should probably give more of a shot to rather Just than like, like... oh no, yeah no, yeah no no, go I, ahead, go ahead. I have, like, two more. Uh, if you want something shorter, uh, Nailbiter is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, like, I think it's only, like, 25 issues or something, so it's, like, a lot shorter. There's a sequel book to it, but I haven't read that, read that yet. It's, like, the, the premise is, like, it's, like, this, this town in Oregon that is, like, the birthplace of, like, 17 different serial killers. Mm. Oh. Okay, that's pretty cool. Oh. And, uh... My other wreck is Invincible, but uh, uh, stop <laughs> at either issue 102 or 109. Issue 102 okay. is a better way to end it because it ties up most of the loose ends and it's kind of a happy ending. And 109 is like, I would say that's probably the last good issue. It doesn't have like a completely satisfying ending, but you could just, pre- you could just pretend like it was uh, like it tied up all the loose ends. How long does it run for? Uh, I think it's, it's, I know it's 25 volumes. I think it's like uh 144 145 issues oh shit like the complete last stretch of it is what you're saying is kind of down yeah down the tubes there's a specific issue that like i'm sure people have heard whispers about it it's i'll just say it's the rape issue that's like the last that's the that's the one see i've heard about the rape issue Oh, wow. I've heard about the rape issue. And I did it. I purposely, like, I think I literally saw it in, like, a thumbnail. On, on the subject of the rape issue. Oh, God. Should we should we wrap it up? I, that was a... <laughs> I don't know if we could keep that in. Oh, I, I do have <laughs> one last thing to say about Invincible is that, like, what pisses me off the most about it is I kind of hate the last issue. And it came out, like, the year before the last issue of The Walking Dead it came out. And that mm-hmm. the last issue of The Walking Dead is fucking perfect. It is. It's perfect. Like, I didn't really care for the Commonwealth storyline as much as the rest of the book, but that last issue is just so perfect. It makes it all worth it, yeah. All right. Well, let's do a perfect, perfect ending to this. So here we go. Outros. Yes, sir. S- yeah, segues. Awesome. All right, everybody. You've been listening to Babylon with the boys. Shit, we killed that. We killed that. One take, one take wonders over here. One take Drake, my guy. All right, my name is...
<laughs> you know it's a good take when you have to keep saying how good it is. Okay. Exactly. When like most of the outro is just us patting ourselves on the back. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, my name is Spencer Chef, and I just want to say thank you so much for bringing Jimmy on this show, bro. I haven't talked about comics like that in so long. That was oh no, fun. It, it was my pleasure, honestly. It was it was great. Um, I, I have had a very long day, but I was like so energized for like this four hour back to back session. Awesome. Yeah, no, we, we were cooking today, guys. This is fun. We were cooking. I'm Carl Gervais, and yeah, I'm cooking physically and mentally. Whew, it's great. And I, I'm Jimmy McCullough, and I'm a huge nerd. You are. <laughs> oh, no. My that was the nerdiest. I, I've never felt like out-nerded. looking at any of the three of us that he would be pegged as the nerd fastest carson oh yeah yeah no and you think especially with like this shirt you think it'd be like him the dress and then oh. i would probably be like what are comic books like that's what it looks like yeah. that's what it looks like it'd be i'm too busy yes. hanging with the ladies the late yeah exactly in my like wife beater and like button-up <laughs> shirt that's unbuttoned I look like a 90s R&B music video. It's great. You do. You do. It's great. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. And you know what? Beautiful people out there, you know what you got to do. You got to stay. Stay with me, boys. Stay spicy. Oh, shit. Y'all timed it. I didn't. Okay. Nah, that's fine.